business class listeners. How you doing? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Whisker Weekly. This is episode number 195. And if you're new here, are you new here? If you're new here, you might want to dig back to some of the last few weeks of me recording with a variety of automotive executives. I had the chance to record with Jeff DeFrank and Evan Bontrager of Karma Automotive as they are debuting a new business-to-business operation of Karma Automotive. Super interesting. Karma Automotive is more known as just an EV manufacturer, but certainly as cars become more technology-driven, how there's more of a technology stack that these cars are built from the ground up, then these companies are starting to look more like software companies. And so now they're just kind of going business-to-business now as opposed to business-consumer. So that was pretty interesting with Karma Automotive. You could have a listen to Rebecca Fannin, who is a journalist and author and a media executive. She specializes in U.S. and China relations. There's Ali Fawaz of Reputation.com. And the Reputation.com produces a report that rates and reviews other businesses, ratings and reviews, if that makes sense. You know, it's kind of a, a police the police. That's Ali Fawaz of Reputation.com. There's Jay Guninen of Wrenchway. If you want to learn more about the mechanic culture and learning about mechanic culture and kind of this accusation that has come forward uh, of Rivian having too much of a toxic bro culture. So that was the recording with Jay Guninen. And of course, if you haven't listened to this already, I encourage you, you to do so. And that is have a listen of the last podcast miniseries that I produced with Automotive Mastermind called Predicting the Next Paycheck. If you're into data science, or if you're not into data science, but you want to get into data science, this is a good miniseries to help kickstart you off. Predicting the Next Paycheck, you could find it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So just find Predicting the Next Paycheck or just check out the episode page and I'll leave a link there. Now, for this episode, when I recorded the miniseries with Automotive Mastermind, one of the guests was Elizabeth Collage, who was a dealer relations manager at Automotive Mastermind. And kind of when we were officially done with most of the recording, we kind of got into a very impromptu conversation, and it was a good one. And I thought I'd share it here with you for episode 195 of Wisco Weekly. So please enjoy this very casual, open, upfront conversation that I had with Miss Elizabeth Collage of Automotive Mastermind. Let's get into the show. You are now tuned in to the Wisco Weekly Experience. What, what drives you to share these interviews and why do you ask the questions that you ask whoa, brands, whoa, companies? Whoa, out of bounds. Whoa! Out of bounds. <laughs> like what is, what is your, what drives you, you know, to having these conversations, to having these intelligent conversations? So it's, it's an excellent, excellent question. And I I will say it's something that I don't think I've been asked in either ever or in a very long time and in which it's something that I've thought about for a long time. So I feel like I have 
you know, a, a much better purpose driven answer. Um, and that is, I do believe that I have a certain way of connecting with individuals that can either we can keep things as basic and elementary as possible, or we can get a little bit deeper uh, in, in the conversation. And to that end, I'm firmly on this side of wanting to help out individuals with regards to how they view either their business finances and operation or their personal finances and investments. And so knowing things or, you know, sharing topics like what this episode, what this mini series will be about with regards to data and, and in general data science, or if I'm talking to guests and asking them about, you know, how they're how their company's doing and essentially how that would reflect upon their stock price. If it's asking, you know, um, political leaders with regards to what their policies are when they're thinking about how they're trying to put together a universal basic mobility, mm. um, you know, policy, you know, I, I, I'm looking to find out what it is that how they think about it. And then again, I will ingest it and then, I will break it down in such a way that hopefully I can communicate that to individuals so that it can either better their business or better their personal finances and, and investing um, portfolio. Absolutely. And I, 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 and I don't want you to, you know, be like, why didn't you do your homework? But I, I haven't had experience or exposure to you and, and what you've done. So your, no your answer to my question, I think is pretty fascinating because when based on the questions that you've asked me, you know, you're so in tune with the automotive sector and you ask questions, you also already know the answers to, right? Because you're just looking at the market overall and talking to different vendors and partners and dealerships and such. But the fact that you also expose yourself and, you know, open yourself up to people from politics, environmental, that's pretty fascinating because at the end of the day, they all come together, right? You look at IHS market, whether it's data doesn't have any race, color, creed, religion. It's just data, right? It just exists. So they're all intertwined somehow. They're very much intertwined. And I, I will say that, you know, when I, when I first started doing all this, it was a bit uncomfortable, even for me, and maybe more specifically for me to be able to talk about some of the business knowledge and business education and try and, and know that, you know, while of course at the dinner table, I will always have conversation with, with regards to politics. And I've been doing that for a long time. Uh, that in these kinds of conversations, I, I didn't want to get to that point of mixing politics. I'd say I got over that, that stuff about two years ago. And you're right. I mean, all this stuff is very much intertwined. And I think at the end of the day, it's not even a matter of trying to convey a, a political angle or anything. But ultimately, again, the way that I see it is. This is a whole big game we're playing. And if we're going to be playing this game that could be driven by social policy or by economic policy, where do all, where does all that come together so that either a business or an individual can hedge against the future and be able to make money off of that? So that's that's how I think Absolutely. about things. You said that, and actually, I'm now I'm thinking because I want to share something with you, whether it's you feel like it's on topic or off topic. There was a... Uh, something I saw on Instagram yesterday. And obviously, you know, people go all crazy political. I try not to get that way, right? You believe what you believe, you voted in the box and you that's yeah. how you make it happen, right? 
but there was a conversation. Let's see here. It said, quit worshiping politicians, quit worshiping celebrities, quit worshiping influencers, athletes, doctors, and people, period. Worry about yourself and how it affects you. And I think it's pretty true. You take inspiration, but you don't worship, create your own path. I mean, I think the one fallacy that is often talked about is, you know, we have to do things as the, you know, we have to do things as a group. We have to do things as the United States. We have to do things as, you know, a, as, as male species, as a female species. And, and again, this kind of goes back. Sure. I mean, take influence from it, but don't worship it because at the end, at the end of the day, when you, I mean, I think I came to this realization maybe last year, actually, when there was so much political division that at some point when like you are facing like the last days of your life, you know, guess what that person who's on their deathbed, what are they doing? What are they saying? They're thinking about, is my wife going to be okay? Are my kids going to be okay? You know, they're thinking a lot about their individual preferences and needs. And so I'm, you know, I operate off of this mentality that at the end of the day, we, we will always serve ourselves and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you know that from early on how the game is played, then hopefully I can help provide you some of that additional education so that you can hedge against you know, where the prevailing winds are from a social and an economic policy side so that you can make some money. And that's absolutely that's, that's at the I'm end doing. of the day. What, what is this saying? What is, I think little Wayne said it. I think he said men lie, women lie, but numbers don't lie. <laughs> the great philosopher. Little Tooch. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. That's brilliant. Actually. It's true. It's very true. Actually. It's I don't know. Brilliant. I don't know if Jay-Z said it first or if Lil Wayne said it first, but whatever, whoever said it first, it wasn't a lie. It was that's, true. That's I'm going to, it I'm all gonna, comes down to numbers and facts. And if people realize that, then you're halfway there. Well, and, and, you know, the thing is too, is facts change and that's okay. Facts are allowed to change. But if, if, you know, if, if the problem becomes that you're so hell bent on holding on to this fact of 1980, then you're, you are living in the past. And I mean, I think that's one thing too, that I've, I've had to kind of get out of my comfort zone is that, you know, I'm 42 now and most what? You look like a baby. Are you kidding me? Hey, girl, don't hit on me. You're married. You know, that could be the filter. You don't have any wrinkles. Okay, I'm kidding. It's, it's the Asian skin. Hey, you too. What are Asian you skin. About? Yeah. Hey, European skin. Where we get it from? Well, and it's, well, it's yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. I was what I was going to say. Facts. Oh, so, you know, I've had to get out of my comfort zone. Because, you know, there's perhaps a horrible analogy, right? But it, in a lot of ways, like, I've always been against things like cryptocurrency and NFT. Like, so, you know, in my world of, like, yeah. economic ideas and concepts, right, I've been against that. And why? Because for the last 20 years for me, I've been the type of person that have have always kind of interacted and... Um, and wanted to interact with older individuals. I've, I mean, at the age of, like, this is one of my defining moments in my life was that at the age of 25, 26, I was in charge of a board of directors that easily had 
three more zeros in their bank accounts than I did. And it was just like, I can't believe that I'm in charge of you guys. And like, I'm leading meetings and I'm telling you guys what to do. And they're listening and they're doing it. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, this is, this is pretty powerful stuff. So all throughout, you know, again, the last 20 years, I've always been uh, attracted and been working uh, with older individuals. But now I'm finding myself to be that older individual. So now I'm having to like look <laughs> towards the younger generation, learn from them, but then also share some of my, you know, experience and, and knowledge back to them. Absolutely. It's like we become the older people now. In a blink of an eye. <laughs> I know. Even I'm 32. Even even at 32, I look at like my little sister is 19 years old. She'll be 20. And I look at the things in the lingo that they talk about. And I'm like, does anybody even know how to write a new real sentence anymore? Because everything's been so abbreviated, but it's like NFTs, you know, selling a piece of art that got destroyed, but it's sold for $25,000. So in my mind, like from an, from an economical standpoint, a pretty, you know, socially moderate, but very fiscally like conservative, like I'm not going to pay $25,000 for something that I can't touch and feel. And that's not going to drive more revenue. Right. So I'm, I'm having a tough time opening up to cryptocurrency too in that way, just because I think like commodities stock, you know? So, so that's, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the same struggle that I'm on, but undoubtedly there's not just money, you know, not a whole lot just yet. I mean, obviously there's going to be a couple big winners here and there, but for the most part, if you if you do look at where then some of, you know, a lot of smart people are moving their time and their money, it is towards this like cryptocurrency NFT future. And yep. so it's like, okay, well, what what is there that I'm missing? And and again, what how can I understand it? How can I then break it down so that people can make sense of it and and make a little change along the way? Absolutely. I look at guys like, and you know, everybody would make fun of me. They're like, Elizabeth, Joe, what are you talking about? I'm like, Joe Rogan is the one, guys. You guys should start listening to Joe Rogan. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy 10 years ago. I was like, tell, tell, tell me this. Who um who are some of the uh you could say thought leaders? Who are some of the people aside from I guess it can be family, but I'd want to know what is it about these people that you that you look up to them? So again, maybe it's if it's Joe Rogan, if it's your if it's your mother, your father, if it's sure. Beyonce, I don't know who whoever. No. <laughs> when I, so I look at I look at myself as like an individual, right? I'm 32. <clears throat> I'm a woman in, an, in the automotive space. I'm, I'm growing in my in my organization, right? From a personal level, from a philosophical level, from an emotional level. People that drive me are people that cause me to think outside of the box of maybe where I normally think. Yes, I look to guys like Joe Rogan and the people that he interviews. I think what I like about Joe Rogan is that he interviews people that have very conflicting you know, beliefs that he does. And he really has intelligent conversations with these people. And they may change his mind or maybe open up a thought that he didn't have before. Um, I look at people like, I hate to say it, but you know. Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. I think that he, you know, opens things up and he's a guy that was trading in the market and he made so much money during the pandemic. And he's kind of dabbling his hand, you know, or his toes inside cryptocurrency too. And, but he's not completely in it, right? You can't put all of your eggs in one basket. Obviously the Elon Musks of the world, 
you know, uh, Ray Dalio, I think is a big guy that I look up to. I think a lot of people look up to him too, just looking at his principles, right? Just like his book, you know, he has a mentality of telling people in the now constructive feedback versus waiting till later. I think it impacts more of a change when you're told here in the now. And that's how I like to be coached. And I love my, my boss. My boss is the best boss. I'm going to name drop him, Eric Linder. Um, he allows for you to just naturally grow and prog- progress and just be who you are. Because who I am to you, Dennis, in this conversation is the same person I am to my mom, my dad, my family, my boss. Like, I don't change. I just, you know, talk about different topics depending on who I'm talking to, right? Um, and, you know, I, I think being my own being my own, you know, admirable person, thinking every single day, being positive, you know, being a good person and putting my best foot forward every day, thinking, what would my mom say to me if I did this kind of mentality? I am really my own, my own person that I look up to and I have to put myself in check too. So some, some thought leaders that I I look up to. I was going to ask you too, with regards to like, you know, what, what is, you know, what's something that upon waking up, every day that's, or if you're facing a, a, a bad situation, how are you getting out of that? What, what are you saying to yourself when you wake up in the first part of the day? What do you say to yourself at the last part of the day? And it sounds like one of it at least is what, what would your mother say? Mm-hmm. Which is very kind of like a traditional for a, you know, a, a, a family and a culture. Well, in a culture that is deeply embedded in family values. So that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I, I am Albanian. That's my culture, right? First generation uh, American here. And, but I think of like God, like I hate to bring into religion, but like the guy upstairs is a way why I'm living and breathing, right? And making decisions every day and thinking like, thank God I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat. I am motivated and inspired by things every day by my daughter. And that's what drives me you know, to, to look at every day. I think some people have a, a stronger, some people are in a stronger mental and emotional state to say like, all right, I'm having a shitty fucked up day. Like I'm just going to take a moment and I'm just going to unwind. And I'm going to say like, how can I fix it? Can I control what I can only control what I can control, but I can control how I respond to things. You know, I, I try to live life where I'm just super grateful for the good, the bad, and the ugly, which I think you started with earlier. Um, and I think that's what makes you grow. And that's what makes you evolve. You got to take, you know, I've had ups and downs in my career, I've ups and downs in my personal life. But if you look at everything as sort of a lesson, which I think I'm on my path to enlightenment. And the, I think the older I get, I think we're all, we all get to that point where everything is a lesson. You just got to learn from it and you got to move on and be better next time. So I, Really just thank God for my family every day. They they drive me. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Wisco Weekly. Wisco Weekly is part of the podcast channel, Not Your Father's Economy, exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Consider becoming a paid subscriber of Not Your Father's Economy, where you can receive bonus episodes, ad-free episodes that are intended to give you actionable insight to help you professionally and personally. Become a paid subscriber of Not Your Father's Podcast for just $8.49 a month or $94 for the year, and you can cancel anytime. 
Also, please consider giving Wisco Weekly a rating and review. It's much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in.